Welcome to the I Want to Know podcast. I'm Josh Spector, and I am your host. If you don't know who I am, I'm the creator of the For the Interested newsletter, which you can check out at fortheinterested.com. If you're new here, this podcast exists for a simple reason, to help creative entrepreneurs get their questions answered. And here's how it works. In each episode, a different guest comes on, asks me three questions. We have a 10-minute conversation about each of them, and that's it. No fluff, hopefully lots of actionable tips that you can use to grow your audience and business. Today, my guest is Jamie Northrup. Jamie, also known as The Minimalist Hustler, helps online creators turn their passions into profits through his Minimalist Hustler daily newsletter, which I subscribe to, and the passion and profit community he co-founded. You can find him on Twitter at MinHustler and on Medium at Minimalist Hustler, where he's always willing to share his advice and adventures of more than 25 years of online hustling. So with that in mind, hey, Jamie, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Josh. It's a pleasure to be here. I love your newsletter. I read it all the time. It reminds me a little bit of mine in terms of the short, short daily format. And again, I love the concept of your brand and what you're doing. And we've known each other for a little while. This is the first time we're actually talking. I feel like we've been Twitter pals and email newsletter buddies and all that kind of stuff. Today, I'm really excited to have you on because I know you have questions about Twitter, which is something... I, I love and I'm slightly obsessed with and actually have not yet talked about on the podcast. This should be fun. So let's jump into it. What is the first thing you want to know? The first thing I want to know is how do you determine how many tweets per day or per week or how do you break it down so that you get a, a good balance between not over tweeting and not under tweeting and making work of your time? Yeah. So it's funny because I in thinking about this question, it seems like a very simple question, right? How often should you tweet a day? Oh, four times a day. Okay, good. On to the next question. It seems like a simple question, but it's really not. So let's start here. I think first, the premise that you need to tweet every day, period. Forget how many times a day. People will ask me all the time, do I really need to tweet every day in the first place? What if I don't have something to say every day? Like how necessary is it? And I do think that it's relatively necessary. I think consistency is really important for multiple reasons. Number one, I think it's important for you as the person tweeting. You need those reps. You'll get better at it. You'll learn more about what resonates with your audience. It's important for your audience to hear from you more than once in a blue moon. I think that consistency keeps you top of mind for them. And it's also really important in terms of the algorithm, right? If you're yeah. tweeting consistently, Twitter's algorithm is more likely to show your stuff to your followers as long as you're sharing stuff that they like and engage with and that kind of thing. Because when Twitter's deciding what to show in people's feeds, they're, as all social platforms are, those algorithms are looking for how closely, how closely connected are you to the person that's tweeting. So if I'm only tweeting once in a blue moon, even you, if you engage with most of my tweets, you're not going to be as closely connected to me as you are with someone who you're engaging with on a daily basis, right? So it's going to be tougher yeah. for me to get into your feed. So that let's start there with the idea that, yes, you should be tweeting every day in some capacity. The other thing I would say is, and this is not only true of Twitter, but I think it's true of any, not just social platform, but really anything you're going to do, right? That you're going to try, if you're trying to get value out of something, I would say if you're not willing to commit at least five minutes a day to anything you do, how can you really expect to succeed? Not just with Twitter, but with anything. 
And maybe that time is batched, right? And maybe you spend an hour a week or a half hour a week or whatever, but the equivalent of at least a five minute a day investment. So all that said, yes, I think you should at least post once a day. Do I think you should post at least once a day? Yes. Is there a magic number of how many tweets you should post a day? No. So I don't mean to dodge the question, but I'm going to dodge the question a little bit. And I would say there's a few different reasons for this. So one is you ultimately need both quantity and quality, right? That's another thing people always ask about. What if I don't have that much to say? Am I better just tweeting random stuff? And people, they ask me, what's more important, quantity or quality? And my answer is always yes. My answer is both, right? Quantity, because you need a volume of tweets, because that's how you, like I said before, that's how you learn what works. It's how you get better. And it's how you ultimately reach more of your audience. You need quality tweets because every tweet you post is an audition. Every time you post a tweet, someone could go, I don't want to follow this guy anymore. Also, if you post garbage that people don't engage with, they're less likely to see your future tweets. So every quote unquote bad tweet, and by bad, I mean something that people just ignore, lessens the likelihood that they're going to see your next tweet. Every tweet might audition, right? So the truth is you need both quantity and quality. But let's zoom out here because I think the question itself, which is a common question, I'm not criticizing the question, but the question itself, the idea of how many times a day should I tweet, which I actually think also falls into the bucket of what time of day should I tweet? And all these things about the, the nuts and bolts of how to tweet. I think it highlights a big misunderstanding that a lot of people have about Twitter, right? That they think the key to unlocking value on Twitter is your tweets, what you tweet. That seems obvious, right? If I tweet the right amount of times, if I tweet at the right time, if I tweet X, Y, and Z, that's how I want to get value. But the truth is what you tweet is only one of four ways that you get value from. There's your tweets, your replies, there's what you consume. And there's direct messages. I think all of these are relatively equal in importance, but a lot of people focus just on the, what do I tweet, right? To really succeed on the platform, you need to do all four of those things consistently. And here's why, and here's how I view each piece as working and the value, quote unquote, value you get from each of them. Tweeting allows you to provide value to your audience and establish your expertise. That's relatively obvious. If you're not putting anything out there of your own, no one's going to, nothing's going to basically. Replying allows you to get in front of new audiences, especially when you don't have a big following. So you'll usually don't have a big following, get a lot more impressions from a reply to someone else than you will your own. It also allows you to become part of a relevant community. So if you're, you're focused on side hustles and on minimalist entrepreneur type stuff, the other people that are talking about that, there is a community out there that exists talking about that. And if you're yeah. replying to those people, you very quickly become seen as a part of that community. You can't do that if you're just off on your own posting, whether you're posting one tweet a day or 20 tweets a day, you if you're just in your own sort of silo, you're not joining that community. The third piece, consuming, I actually think in some ways can be the most valuable part of Twitter. You can learn so much if you're following the right people who are relevant to what you want to do, right? So I actually view figuring out how to fine tune, and I'll get into this more in a minute, but 
figuring out how to fine tune who you follow so that your information feed is really valuable can ultimately help and grow and improve your business way more than maybe something that you tweet. And then the fourth element is direct messaging. And direct messaging allows you to build your network and individual relationships with people, both people who are connected to you and people who maybe you would like to be connected to. So the difference I see between, and there is some overlap here between replying and direct messaging, but the difference that I see is replying, I think of as because it's public in a public space with everyone else, it's a little more sort of a community play. I'm a part of this community. Whereas a direct message is that one-to-one and I'm building an individual relationship with this person. And again, the key with all of these things, tweeting, replying, consuming, and direct messaging is it's about providing value. It's not, and building sort of authentic relationships. It's not about just promoting your stuff. People DM, oh, I DM 10 people a day and ask them to buy my product or subscribe to my newsletter. It's, that's not exactly what I mean. So to bring it kind of full circle, to your original question of how often should you tweet per, per day, I actually think that ideally you would do each of those four things that I just said at least once per day. So you would tweet at least once per day. You would reply at least once per day. You would consume or fine tune what you're consuming in some way at least once per day. You would browse your feed or maybe you identify a few key people that you want to every day see what they're tweeting. And you would direct message at least one person a day about something interesting, valuable, and some way to take that step to, to build an individual relationship. I think if you're doing, and we'll talk about how much time this can take or not in another one of your questions, I, it may sound like a lot, but I actually don't think it's necessarily that much of a time commitment. If you're doing those four things on a daily basis, you're going to make progress and you're going to get a lot of value out of Twitter. So does, I'm curious your reaction to all of that. Does that make sense? Any questions come up about that for you? Yeah, it, de it definitely makes sense. Currently, I tweet every single day I have for probably about two years or so now. And I reply consistently, not just to people that reply to my tweets, but find people within the community that I deal with a lot, including your tweets, obviously. So the one thing that I, ha I haven't definitely been using my advantage is our DM. I respond to every single DM I get, but I'm not very proactive in DMing people. And yep. I'm guessing that's something that I could definitely add. And, yeah. uh, and the third thing you mentioned about fine tuning what I consume, that's been something that's been on my mind a lot lately because, um, I believe you tweeted maybe about a week ago, I paraphrasing the tweet, but basically if you're just following a bunch of anonymous accounts, you're not getting most out of the platform. And, and it made me rethink and go through it. And a lot of these anonymous accounts, I know the creators behind them, but there was a lot that I was following that I had no idea. And honestly, the content wasn't very helpful. Originally, when I first started on Twitter, there was a very, I was very into the growth networks. It definitely helped the numbers portion of it, but not the social relationship yeah. portion of it. So that's, I was looking to you a lot for advice on how to grow the social relationships with I think are much yeah. more valuable. Yeah, they're really powerful and it's crazy because people get caught up on quote unquote follower growth and audience growth. But the truth is like one or two relationships with the right people can have a massive impact on both your audience growth and your business, everything that you're doing. This is a perfect example, right? Our relationship that we have struck through engaging on Twitter and email and that kind of stuff 
is leading to you being on this podcast, which is then going to go out in my newsletter to 20,000 people, it's going to get you subscribers. And in theory, my assumption is you will get more subscribers and attention from this than you would have gotten from a lot of tweets or whatever. And I found that for myself too. And I was late in figuring this out, but how powerful those relationships are and what an amazing tool and platform Twitter is to, to form those. Because you mentioned that you haven't done a lot of DMs, I'll give you a couple of suggestions or just random ideas of like ways you can do that. Cause I think a lot of times people are like, oh, I have to do that, but I don't know what to say or how, especially to people they don't know. Oh, I'd love to have a relationship with this person, but I can't just DM and be like, hey, let's have a relationship. So a couple of things that you can do. One is sometimes things that you might typically reply to, right? You see someone's tweet about something you have something to say that would be an interesting reply or relevant experience or whatever, you could just do it as a DM. So maybe you lose the exposure to the community, but you go, hey, I saw that you did this thing. I tried this. Let's say someone's asking about, hey, what's a good tool for managing your newsletter or whatever. The instinct would be, oh, I'll just reply, but which is fine and good, but you also could send them a DM separately and go, hey, I use this tool and it was really good. Or, hey, I saw a bunch of people recommending this tool and I didn't want to trash it publicly, but just so you know, I use that tool and it sucks. So you're providing value, but it's giving you an excuse to start, start an engagement, a conversation. Uh, another thing you can do is when you see someone do something, asking them a question that dives a little deeper into it. So okay. if someone says, I said a record course launch or whatever it is. You can DM them and go, hey, congratulations on the course launch. I was just wondering, what do you think was the most important thing that you did differently? This, so that I'm going to dive deeper in a question. It's about, and they might answer, they might not, but I think most times they probably will. The other thing you could do is you could DM people. If, if there's someone you want to connect with who you know is interested in a topic, people's instinct is to promote their own stuff to them. But yeah. if you promote some other thing that isn't yours, it's not self-promotional. So if you know that I'm into newsletter growth and you come across something that you didn't create, but some, not that there's anything wrong with promoting your own stuff too. But if you come to me and say, hey, I just listened to this podcast. This, I have nothing to do with it. But I thought this was an amazing conversation about newsletter growth. I thought you might like it. That's again, a sort of conversation starter. Yeah, so definitely. those are different ways to do it. Yeah, that, it just, it brings me back to an example. There used to be a community manager over at the Tilt. His name was Heath and he would send me DMs of, hey man, I know you're into this, watch this. And he would just make me think so highly of him. And he stuck out of everybody else yep. at the end because he wasn't promoting any of being on his own. It wasn't an affiliate link. It was nothing like that. It was just so helpful and that helped build that relationship. Exactly. And the other sense. thing you can do too, is you can in your tweets and stuff with your own audience and in your newsletter, you can let it be known that, because a lot of times other people out there who, do, who may be in your audience or read your stuff, but don't necessarily, they might be intimidated to DM you because they're like, well, I don't really know him and he's not going to answer. So just putting it out there of, Hey, you're welcome to message me. If you have any questions or if you want to know anything, or I'd love to hear, tell, you can invite people to tell you about their thing. What's your side hustle right now? I'd love to hear about it. And yeah, people will do that. Cool. So let's jump to your second question. What's the second thing you want to know? Basically the three biggest months I've ever had on Twitter of growth, grown mm -hmm. over a thousand followers each time was because I dedicated each day to make a thread on Twitter, which as we all know, threads are the ultimate growth tool. 
And the more you do, the more you grow. But honestly, I really dislike making threads. I dislike reading them. I'm, Twitter to me has always been the ultimate short form information value. What on this is taking away from it? Is there a better way to grow without having to do any threads at all? So let me start with a question. So the months that it worked well for you that you had growth, you were posting a new thread every day for 30 days or whatever? Yeah. Okay. And how many of those threads took off? Not Was not it a many. couple hits or was it like, where did the growth come from? It was just consistent or was it like a couple ones that took off? No, it was pretty consistent. It was pretty, they were all themed together. So there was one month, it was 30 side hustles and one thread per day per side hustle. And okay. the other one was 30 side hustle stories where I shared personal stories related to different side hustles that over the years. And, but I wouldn't say any of them really blew up more than others. Okay. And, and let me ask you a question. In the months that you weren't doing that and didn't have the same growth, what was your, did you have a sort of themed daily posting strategy like that? Or were you just posting random stuff? I've tried different things over the past two years. Most days it would be between three and five tweets. I'd engage probably about 15 to 30 replies per day kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Keep things steady. That was going same things throughout, but nothing really specific. Yeah, I try because since there's so many different side hustles, and I decided to focus on the minimalist ones. I try and variate through the different ones each day, like a tip for each one. And then after that, go to a, a thread for each one instead per week. And it didn't seem to have the same effect doing one thread per week as it did one per day. I'm going to dive into sort of a, a broad take on threads in general, but I think it's interesting based on sort of your experience, the packaging of the content. So like when you say, hey, this pop, you're assuming that it was the format of the thread. And it may have been, and that may have helped. I'm not saying it wasn't. But to me, what's interesting is that is very specific, valuable content, I assume, for your audience. And it's packaged in a way. So what it makes me wonder is, had you done the exact same thing in individual tweets every day? So if you said, I'm going to do 30 days of side hustles and every day, exactly what you did, but instead of a thread for each, a single tweet for each, because it wasn't like your threads went crazy viral. Right? Like you said, it was just, so I wonder if it's the consistency, the conceptual sort of packaging of it, because here's the other thing to think about. If every day you're saying, I'm sharing a different side hustle every day for the month, and this is side hustle number three. If I see that, I'm going, I want to follow this guy because I want to see the rest of them. What's smart about what you were doing is you gave people a clear reason to follow because you teased what was coming. It's a separate question of, do you need the thread for that volume of content or did that work? Cause it was really smart packaging. Whereas in other months, you're just posting random tweets. There's no sort of connected reason. There's not as clear of a reason to follow. The other thing you can do sense. is with that, just because you do a thread doesn't mean the whole thread needs to be posted at the same time. So right. you could do those 30, you could have kind of best of both worlds, right? So you could say this month, I'm posting a new side hustle every day for 30 days and just add it. So it creates a thread as you go at the end of 30 days, you have the whole thread. If you're doing individual, a tweet or two to describe each thing. Yeah. That's what kind of what I did with the threads the 30. So I had a thread of thread that had the whole 30 days. And then each, I, each day I added the yep. first one of each into it. So it was. But it's, yeah, definitely, I like the idea of trying to do the same thing. 
So to me, what I hear is that's a good concept. I'm not surprised that worked and resonated with people. The question is, is there a difference between the execution of that concept as a thread for each thing and a tweet or is it a two tweet thread for each thing versus a long thing, which saves you a lot of time. My guess is I could be wrong. It would probably work almost just as well. And maybe even better for people who are like, I don't want to read a whole thread. Give me the, give me the short. And so this zooming out, that's actually a perfect example because I, to me, I don't post a lot of threads myself. I have, I, they've done okay. To me, it really comes down to the best way to grow on Twitter is to provide specific value to a specific audience on a consistent basis. And what's interesting is that's what I picked up on, on what you said, specific value, specific audience, consistent basis for 30 days. They happen to be threads. My guess, I could be wrong. My theory is the fact that they were threads was the least important part of their, of your success. Now you could test it and maybe I'll be proven wrong, but. I definitely will test it. Yeah, we'll see. And you know what I would do? The other thing I would do at some point is I would actually test it with what you did before. Like once a few months have passed from those 30 months of threads, do the exact same premise, 30 side hustles, just as individual tweets and compare the difference. The truth is, look, can threads help you? Yes, but they're not some miracle format. And just like you, lots of people actively hate threads at this point. Once in a while, every couple months, I'll tweet this question and I forget the exact question, but it's basically like, are you sick of threads? And everybody's like, I'm sick of threads. I hate threads. doesn't mean they don't work. And like, but yes. The other thing I think to keep in mind is I see a lot of people, because it is the conventional wisdom of this point of you want to grow on Twitter, do threads, do threads. Most threads don't work, period. Just like most tweets don't work, right? This assumption that like a thread is some magic bullet that if you just do it as a thread, you're going to go crazy. Like most of them aren't going to work. Plenty of individual tweets work, plenty don't work. But what people miss, I think, is the threads that really work, that really go viral, they're often about topics that are way broader than the ones relevant to your niche audience. Not just you, but most people's niche audience. So people are doing threads thinking they're going to go mega viral. But if your audience is a niche, it's not going to go mega viral. So for example, if I do a thread about how to sell ads in your newsletter, it doesn't matter how great that thread is. It's not really going to take off the way the other threads taking off because it's only relevant to a small audience. There's not nearly as many people interested in selling newsletter ads as there are interested in something broad, like being a good parent. It's just not right. And if you look at most threads that really go viral and people go, look at what that guy's built, look at the topic and niche that guy's talking. Typically those threads are extremely broad, which is fine. But ultimately, depending what you're doing and what your business is and tra- like a side hustle thread, yeah, it might go viral or whatever, but people are doing threads, looking at the people and going, oh, I'm going to get this huge audience the way that person does. But I think it's really important to consider your topic and go, is my topic actually relevant to a huge audience or am I chasing a thing that doesn't matter how great my thread is, it isn't really going to work. So the way I think about it is I think as opposed to doing threads because other people have had success with them or say that's what to do, I think it's better to choose formats that best suit your style, serve your audience, that you enjoy creating and or consuming, and ideally showcases what's unique about you and your expertise and what you're talking about. 
So for me, like here's a good example. And I'm sure you've seen me do this on Twitter all the time. One of the formats that does great for me is what I call micro coaching. Basically, I'll invite people like, hey, if you want me to give you some suggestions about your Twitter bio, or I'll take a look at your newsletter signup page or whatever. And then I'll reply with specific suggestions for people. And people love it. I think it works because for a variety of reasons, but it's somewhat unique. It's a showcase for my skill. I'm going to get way more out of that, not just from the one-on-one interactions of helping people, but also from other people who are looking at that and going, wow, this guy seems to have a lot of really good tips about this thing, building my credibility. And most importantly, it's super valuable for my audience and it draws engagement with helps in the algorithm and all that other stuff. So those micro coaching posts, they do well, they're never gonna go viral, but it doesn't matter. I don't need a million people to see my stuff. I just need the right people to see it. So that said, I'm not anti-thread. I'm anti-thread if it's not a thing that you like to create and consume and you're just doing it because, and that's what I think a lot of people are doing, right? Like why, I don't mean you specifically, but I go like, why are you creating threads? Oh, because that's how they say that you grow. Anytime the answer to a question is, I'm doing this because those other people are doing it, very bad sign. When I first did those first threads, it was in May of 2021. And I did it because it wasn't all the rage I would say back then. Although Mm -hmm. I did it because I love the format of having for each side hustle, I'd have a thread that when I would get questions about it, I'd just like, check out these side hustles or check out this one. And it just, I, I, and everything I do, it's very clean and very, you could scan it pretty easily and everything. So it was fun to do. But once I did all 30 of them, it was like, okay, now what? And then my growth was mm-hmm. incredible. And then I stopped doing threads and then I just saw my growth go down. Yeah. But in, in the end, it's the vanity metrics versus the value metrics, which is more important. And of course, it's always a balance, just like quality and quantity, but that's where it comes from. Like the thread. I wanted to keep doing them because they worked for me, but in the end, I didn't want to do them because the ones that I really want to do, I've already done them. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I have to say again, like I've done it and there have been times where I'm like, oh, I'm going to post a thread a day and I'm like everyone else, right? I'm not above it all. Like I see it and I'm like, oh my God, like, and a lot of them, I'm like, this guy's thread isn't even that good. Why is that? I've written threads that I thought were amazing and nobody cared. And I've written threads that I didn't think were that good and they did really well. I'm not a hundred percent anti-thread by any means. I think, and your story is a perfect example. Like, I think the big difference is the months that you were doing threads, you were very strategic about your content. Right. And my guess is it's a little less strategic, a little less, like you even just said, you were like, oh, I want to do this thread because I want to get these things out there and down and whatever. And then other months you're like, I want to talk about side hustling. And it's not the level of sort of conscious strategy behind the tweets, I'm guessing was very different. And I think if, if I were you, that's where I would take a step back and go, okay, how can I next month be very strategic about what I'm posting? regardless of the format. Because I've noticed that with myself too, right? The more strategic I am about what I'm posting, the more success I tend to have regardless of format. It's that extra step of thinking through, not just I'm going to tweet about these topics, but I'm going to tweet about these specific things for this specific reason and sort of the pieces fit together. So do you, for example have, let's say for the next month, once a week, I'm going to post them or twice a week, a micro coaching tweet. 
And then twice a week, I'm going to post a question for people to ask themselves. And is that that kind of strategy kind of thing to break it down? To be- it definitely, it definitely could be. I'm not doing that right now. I'm a little more free form, but I have done that. And I also, I also schedule three tweets a day that are basically repurposed tweets that worked well before. And now I've gotten a little more free form. This is what I mean about strategic. So I took all my old tweets that were, and I categorized them into three different categories. Tips, which were like specific, actionable, not generic, write a newsletter, but do this on your signup page or whatever, specific stuff. So those were tip hits were just general stuff that worked for me. You know, maybe it was an inspiring, motivational thing. It did really well but it wasn't an actionable tip. And then engagement were questions or things, micro-coaching questions, things that were specifically designed to get engagement. So I had three, every day I had, and again, I've been doing this for a long time, but I had three scheduled tweets that I knew would work because they had worked before. I knew that one of them would be an actionable tip. I knew that one of them would just be a sort of general, inspirational, motivational hit whatever. And one would be engagement. So I knew every day, even though I posted nothing new or came up with nothing new, I knew I was going to have three tweets go out, which were going to work because they worked before. And I knew that people were going to get something actionable. They were going to get engagement, which was going to help with the algorithm. And they were going to get another one. So I'm not following that format exactly now, but I am still scheduling three a day of stuff that's worked before. Yeah, that I've had all sorts of different strategies at different times, but yes. So it'll go in spurts and there'll be times like, let's say if I'm launching something else, I will sit down and this is what I want to do. I have a thread now. Each time I put out in each week's new podcast episode, I add it to a thread of all the other podcast episodes, right? So that's an ongoing, that's me sitting down and going, all right, every week I'm going to promote this podcast. How do I want to do this? And I was like, if I add it to a thread that drives people back into previous episodes, as opposed to doing a standalone tweet. So I definitely try to be strategic most of the time, even though those strategies change. And it's actually a good segue. So let's get into, let's get into your third question. What is the third thing you want to know? Yeah. So basically I want to know if you only had 30, 30 minutes a day to dedicate to Twitter, how would you to be that up. I love this again, because we're going to go full circle. And I'm going to say, once again, this seems like a simple question, but like most things, it's not so simple. The reason it's not so simple is because I think it's completely dependent on your goals. So the, what I would do with my 30 minutes a day on Twitter would be highly influenced by what I was ultimately hoping to get out of it and what I was trying to accomplish. The less time you have to spend on a platform the more important it is you are strategic about how you use that time. So for example, if my goal in using Twitter was to get a few high-end clients, that's completely different than if my goal was on building an ad-based sponsorship newsletter business thing. That's completely different from if I want to use it to grow my personal network, which is completely different than if I want to use it to just learn more and educate myself which is completely different from if I want to use it to land a new job opportunity, which is completely different from using it if I want to get press coverage and exposure for myself or my company. And there's a million other possibilities and goals. But so the first thing is I would say it's really important to go, okay, what am I trying to get out of my 30 minutes a day? I have 30 minutes a day to spend, but what's the value that I want to get out of it? And then work backwards to go, how could I use that time to get that thing? In general though, Let's set all those specifics aside. And in general, I would say if you only have 30 minutes a day, 
The first thing you want to do, and this is pretty universal, no matter what any of those goals are, is you want to optimize for the limited time you have to use on Twitter. So there are a lot of things you can do that can speed up your use of Twitter and your value that you get out of it. So for example, using Twitter lists, which are really powerful to filter what you're seeing. So you can set up a series of Twitter lists for different, for different things. For example, if you have 30 minutes a day and you go, look, I need in my 30 minutes to really be focused on seeing tweets from other entrepreneurs and business stuff. I don't want to see the sports stuff. Like I don't need sports tweets. That's my recreational Twitter use. But this 30 minute business chunk, I don't want to have to scroll through sports and comedy and all that other stuff. So Twitter list can help you optimize your time. Focusing your following, again, either through Twitter lists or just through, through who you follow in your feed. If you're following a bunch of random people, if you're following people that are just debating politics and that stuff doesn't fit into your goal of what you're trying to do in those 30 minutes, get that out of there. I would use a scheduling tool. There's a million of them out there. I use Hype Fury right now, but there's, it doesn't really matter which tool you use. But understanding that if you only have 30 minutes a day, you don't have to only be posting in that 30 minutes. Like you want to use a scheduling tool, which allows you to be there everywhere. And then the other thing I would say with that is using a lot of tools, like I know Hype Fury does enable auto retweets. So yeah. I have it set up so that when I post, I post my tweets and they automatically get retweeted 12 hours later, I think you can set that to whatever you want. But that allows you to, quote unquote, be on Twitter more than you're actually on Twitter. It takes scheduling to another level. I would definitely, with limited time, again, like I said before, post at least one or two tweets a day, even if you're scheduling them in advance. If you're posting two tweets a day with auto retweets, let's say every 12 hours, it's like posting four tweets a day in terms of hitting different people at different times. That's plenty. The other thing I would do in that, in limited time, if I had 30 minutes, I would reply to every reply you get on your posts. So when I go in, I start my 30 minutes, I post or I've scheduled my tweets. Maybe I schedule them once a week. Maybe I schedule them every day. You can figure out whatever works for you. But certainly every day in my 30 minutes, I would spend time replying to every reply I get on my posts. Certainly when you're smaller, you can do that because you're not going to get that many replies anyway. The reason to do that is your replies also count as engagement. Anytime one person replies and you reply to them, you've doubled the engagement. It's going to help your posts spread. It's going to show you as more connected to them. They're more likely to see it the next time. So that's time well spent. Going back to what I said before about direct messaging, in that 30 minutes, I'd DM at least one person that I want to connect with in some way. Again, that should only take minute. The rest of my time is probably browsing my curated lists and replying with value. Not, I'm amazed at people that reply with just like a fire emoji. I don't understand that. It's nice, I guess. It's a nice way to acknowledge it, but that doesn't really move the needle or do anything. The other thing I would say in limited time, and this is a really important one, and I touched on it before, understanding that tweets can be reposted content from elsewhere that you know works. So if you have blog posts, if you have a newsletter, if you, if, if you have a job and you said something in a meeting and every, and it resonated with everybody understanding that like, you don't have to reinvent all the wheel all the time, take stuff that worked in whatever format it was and turn it into tweets. I think that's the other thing that people are like, oh, I can never in only 30 minutes a day. When you start to realize that like, you have a lot of stuff to funnel in here, 
and you don't have to just constantly be creating new things. That helps a lot. Um, any tweet you post that works well, and that's obviously relative. If you don't have a lot of followers and most of your posts get one and one got three likes, that's a tweet that works well, right? So any tweet that works well, save. Copy the link, put it in a spreadsheet, some whatever system you want so that you have a list of stuff that works and repost it every two to three months. If it worked once, it will work again. Most of your people haven't seen it. They don't remember it. You have new followers all the time. It makes Twitter way, way easier, especially when you have limited time. And I think that along those lines, you want to remember or put yourself in the mindset that you are actually building a content library for yourself, not just randomly tweeting. Right. So actually the point of every new tweet is to see if it resonates and if it resonates to add it to your library. A lot of people don't do that. They're just like, oh, that tweet worked. Great. Now let me go try and create another one that was great. Like you're building a collection so that you can ultimately get to hopefully like where I am at this point, where I can schedule three tweets a day just on stuff that I know works without having to create anything. I could theoretically take a three-month break from Twitter and still be putting out stuff that works and still be growing and all of that stuff. So that's really important. The other thing I would say is if you're, and this is, I guess, a little bit of a cheat, but I think it's relevant. If you only have 30 minutes a day to work on Twitter, that doesn't mean you can't be, quote unquote, working on or growing Twitter with the time you're spending on other stuff. So if you're working, if you have a newsletter, your newsletter should be linking to tweets to drive people from the newsletter into Twitter. I'm not counting that as your 30 minute Twitter time. I'm counting that as your newsletter time. Same thing with blog posts, podcasts, videos. Speaking of which, go follow me at Jay Spector on Twitter. But those kinds of things are really effective. One other recommendation I would give you, especially with newsletters and blog posts, don't embed the tweet in your newsletter or blog post, link to it. Because if you embed the tweet, people read it, they can't engage with it. And then they're not going to click through to go share it. Right. The algorithm has no idea that they saw. So if you tease the tweet and link to it, if you say, oh, you're not going to believe this thing I just shared about newsletter growth and people, oh, I'm going to click that. The algorithm sees all that traffic coming to that tweet. And once they're there, they're more likely to reply. They're more likely to retweet. They're more likely to do all that stuff. So I see people all the time embedding tweets and they think it's, oh, I'm promoting my Twitter account by embedding it. And you are, I guess, technically but you'll get much more benefit out of linking them into the platform itself. And then I guess to to sum all this stuff up, I would say the key to remember is that the less time you have to spend on Twitter, the more important it is that you be clear on why you're using it, what you want to get out of it, and what value you want to provide to your audience. That alignment piece is huge. And it's where most people go wrong. Honestly, even if they spend hours a day on Twitter, it's where they go wrong. But it's even more important if your time is limited because it's very easy to get sucked into going, oh, I'm spending an hour a day on Twitter, but I'm reading about political debates and I'm doing nonsense and I'm posting things about what I think about what happened in the soccer match and like all this stuff that is not doing anything to actually further your goals. So how does that all feel? Are you, and let me ask you, are you, do you spend, how much time do you spend on Twitter? It's a tricky question because I don't, I think I spend a good 20 to 30 minutes at the same time every day. I used to use Hyperi, but I use Lapo now. And I think, and I, I build that up and I 
there's an engagement flow in there. So I engage a lot too through the different lists that I subscribe to. And, but then throughout the day, I'll, I'll consistently answer people, uh, either DMs or replies on my yeah. phone as they, then I'll, if I'm standing in line somewhere, I'll refresh my feed, see what's come in lately and try to engage with one or two people. Yeah. It's I, like I said, I haven't really done the DM thing too much because I've always thought mm-hmm. of it, the two options, either you try and sell people the DM or you automate DMs and neither one of those really interested yeah. me. But it, it's funny because my mind always thinks in terms of challenges and I've done your 30 Twitter replies. Chat one, yeah. called, I've done it a few times and now I'm thinking that maybe I could apply that to yep. the 30 DM challenge per day in more or less the same fashion. And yeah. I think that will definitely help. Yeah. And the other thing that you can do too is that again, cause it's also, there's DMs to people that you don't know, but even the DMs, to people that are following you, right. Can also be interesting. And then sometimes for people that are uncomfortable DMing new people, like there's just as much value, like strengthening a relationship with, I'm sure you have tons of followers that you're like, I don't really have a relationship with this, with this person and just DMing them. And that can be really easy and just going, Hey, I just want to say thanks for following me and tell me what you're up to. Another great question is like, what are you trying to figure out? Like what, if it's someone who reads your newsletter, what would you want to see in the newsletter? Like any of those sort of opening things can also be really valuable, right? It doesn't just have to be cold outreach to new people. And the other thing too, is I would say not to get discouraged. Not everyone's going to reply. Some people check their DMs. Some people don't, but you'll be surprised in most cases how often people will reply. And I always think about like any behavior you want to think about yourself being on the other end of it, right? Yeah. So if someone reached out to you, you would actually be flattered and be like, oh, I've been looking to build relationships with people. Like I appreciate this. And most people will be in the, in the same position. So cool. So hopefully, hopefully you have found this helpful and tell everyone now where they can go follow you on Twitter and check out your newsletter and everything else to see you put all this stuff into action. And actually I'll add your DMs are open, I assume. So people who watch this can DM you and connect with you or me, all that stuff. So tell them where to find you. Yeah. I I always tell people my DMs and my emails always open and I always uh, reply to everything. And you can find me on Twitter at uh, minhustler. And uh, you can find my newsletter at minimalisthester.com. And like I said, I'd love to, to hear from anybody. And I always like talking about side hustles and I can never, never get enough of it. So don't be shy. Cool. And as far as me, I'm on Twitter at jspector, J-S-P-E-C-T-O-R. My newsletter is a great place to start for theinterested.com slash subscribe. My skill sessions are available at joshspector.com slash sessions. Uh, I do consulting and coaching, joshspector.com slash consulting. And if you would like to come on this podcast and ask me some questions, go to joshspector.com slash questions. And of course, please rate, review this podcast, all the stuff that every podcaster asks you to do and nobody ever does. But I certainly appreciate it. Also, if you are listening to this and not watching, all these videos are on YouTube. Go to my YouTube channel. It's Josh Spector Videos. I'm there. That's growing. People seem to dig it. I really appreciate it. And yeah. That's it. Thanks, Jamie. Thanks, everyone, for watching and listening. I will see you next week.